an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. For Super Bowl 58, here is Stormy Bonatoni and Michael Lombardi on VSEN, the sports betting network. Day three of VEASAN Super Week, live from Media Row in Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings alongside three-time Super Bowl winning executive and strategist Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bond, and Tony with you. And the fun is just getting started. Yeah. Michael, our guests this week have been unbelievable. Yeah, I know. We've got another great I'm guest list today. I'm still laughing at Caliendo. I'm still laughing at him. <laughs> He's I'm so surprised good. you didn't jump in with any of the impersonations. I can by only the way. do Al Davis. I can only do him, and then I, it's every other word's a curse word, so I can't do it. You know, you I did can, set him up well with the Summerall. Ah, uh, yeah, thanks, John. I mean, I love that when he does that. In fact, when I sent him a thank you text yesterday, I, I wrote "thanks, John" on it onto it. But you know, like he made a point to me. Like I didn't realize, like not a lot of people remember Pat Summerall. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's such a great voice. Like you, you probably don't remember. There was a great, great. The voice of NFL films, John Facenda, if you listen to the Raiders, the autumn win, and he describes it, mm-hmm. he was a local TV broadcaster at the channel, the CBS news station in Philadelphia. So I grew up watching him. And, you know, that voice was so powerful. And he did a lot of NFL film stuff. Mm-hmm. And this generation just doesn't even they might hear his voice. But that that was just magical. He was unbelievable. And, and the way that Steve Sable was able to to bring the music and the voices into everything, it just yeah. makes this this makes it what we have here today. I mean, he grew the game so recognizable and subtle too. Yeah. And like, that's something I wish. And I, I know there are a lot of broadcasters today who are still really, really great at letting the moment be the moment, but sometimes his just touchdown, yeah. right? Like it, it's, it's just so, different. It is. It's really good, but it, it's a great, you know, this is unbelievable. And this is, you know, for me, this is a wonderful Super Bowl, and we should take some time to honor the great Bill Walsh because this is his Super Bowl, right? Andy Reid's from the West Coast mm-hmm. offense. He learned right there everything. And Kyle Shanahan's from the West Coast. So this game, even though his team, the 49ers, is playing, he's represented in other ways in terms of the coaches in the game. Well, and you think about the idea of scripting plays, how that's such yeah. commonplace now. Everybody in the NFL does it, but it was created from the great Bill Walsh. Exactly, Stormy. And I think that's one of the keys to the game is, is to me, 
you know, if you said what's going to have to happen in the game, Steve Wilkes, you got to handle the script, mm -hmm. right? Spagnola knows he's got to handle the script. He's going to have to do some things. And Kyle knows he needs to have a really good script. So, you know, for all the conversation, the script's really important. And I think, and again, it's a tribute to Coach Walsh. So today, this being the Wednesday of Super Bowl week, this is the day that the guys really hit the practice field, start to get to work in earnest. The shaking hands and kissing babies is kind of put to the side now. They don't have to do as many media responsibilities. How would you describe what this day means at this stage of the week in terms of the team's preparation? Well, they've already got the game plan spin in. The game plan's been in since last week, right? So last, last Monday and Tuesday was a normal week for the teams so they went on the game plan they practiced they, they put it all in so Wednesday's practice if even if it was a walkthrough they introduced the game plan mm -hmm. Thursdays Friday Saturday they actually went through the practice and then this week they kind of do it again and it's a rehearsal so what you're getting is a lot of reps more reps than you would get in a normal week and you're getting a lot of pr practice time and a lot of situational football time so this is really what it is it's a dress rehearsal but they kind of have a sense and i think each team will have their script period where they go over what they're going to run how they're going to run it the red zone really ultimately which decides these games mm -hmm. right what, what decides most important games is short yardage third and one fourth and one third and two that area and then who scores touchdowns and who kicks field goals and I think that's really what you get a chance to work more on this week than you had so you know something that we haven't really talked about a lot this week that I do think is important is the kicking game we've yeah. been focusing so much on, on offense and defense but there is an advantage in special teams in the kicking game specifically for Kansas City in this game with Harrison Butker compared to Jake Moody who is, has had his issues lately in critical moments and, and look let's not forget last year why did the Eagles lose? They lost the kicking game. I mean, the, you know, Tony's return, you know, Sky Moore's return in the Bengal game mm -hmm. got him in field position. Then they had the personal foul, which got him the field goal to win the game, right? Or else that game's going overtime. And then the Tony return in the game that set up the points. So, yeah, I think it's critical. And, and it, you know, most of the time, everybody just wants clean exchanges, which is great on the return part. But you're right. I mean, this is a game where I'm sure Kyle's a little nervous. Look, Moody's a great kicker. And, I, and I, I know he's a great kicker, and I think he's going to have a great future. But it's a little bit tenuous right now because you know – you know, his confidence has got to be really strong going into the game. That's why the pregame look is going to be important to see what he does. He's missed four kicks in the last three games, three of six on field goals, nine of 10 on extra points after missing three in his first 16 games of the season combined. So it's been it's been rough as of late. But so I asked the question because when you talk so much about strategy and game planning with Kyle Shanahan, do you anticipate that a lack of trust in Jake Moody could change his fourth down approach and maybe a, a, an area where a Harrison Bucker might kick a field goal here that Shanahan yeah. will need to be a little more aggressive? I think if he starts, I think he'll play it straight early. And if he misses one, I don't think he'll, he'll I think he might go for it considering if it's fourth and one, fourth and two. But if it's a long one, he's going to have to take the kick, mm -hmm. right? I think he realizes that this game is going to be decided early. You're going to have to keep, you're going to have to win the fourth quarter. I think what it harkens back to is he knows that in that fourth quarter in the last time they played, 21 points in the fourth quarter by the, by the, by the, by the Chiefs. He didn't score in the fourth quarter. So I, I think he's going to set himself up for that. And if Moody gives him confidence early in the game, I think he'll keep kicking. You have an article up at vcin.com right now that is kind of discussing, again, that importance of strategy and specifically on the San Francisco 49ers side of things. What is your going through like preparing and writing that article really stood out to you about what needs to happen for Kyle Shanahan as he's putting his plan together we know this we know if you let 
if you let Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid read the tea leaves, if they know what you're going to do, you're going to have a hard time stopping them. And he's going to be 12 for 12, 13 for 13, 14. He's not going to miss a throw. It's going to be pitch and catch. It's going to be short throws, check it down, make them tackle. So I think Wilkes has to come up with something unique, something different, something that catches them off guard in terms mm-hmm. of their preparation. Like, hey, we didn't expect that. We didn't think this was going to happen. We have to react to it now. And then get them a little bit off kilter. They'll get back in, They'll get back on kilter, but then they're going to have to have something for the second half. We had Arians on early in the week, and he talked about, you always need a second-half game plan. You know, and what happens is, you know, from many of the times sitting in the meetings with Coach Belichick on Sunday, on Saturday night before the game, he would tell the coaching staff, hey, I want to start the game off. Here's how I want to start the game off off on calls but I want to make sure we have our stuff for the fourth quarter when we're going to need it you know and we're going to need it here and I think that's the strategy and what I was trying to write about was this is a game all about strategy is how we set up the first quarter to win the fourth so Belichick obviously is a defensive guy so he can step into the defensive room and say whatever needs to be said as they prepare for a game for Kyle Shanahan when the defensive side of the ball is the issue how challenging is that for a head coach to go in and talk to Steve Wilkes and say hey like these things need to be adjusted or do you just be hands off and let him do what he's going to do no I think Kyle's job is to make suggestions Steve look you know this is kind of what I know has given Andy trouble in the past here's what I think we need to do here's what gives me trouble when I play against somebody off the script I think that conversation back and forth look Belichick would walk into McDaniels and say Josh here's what I want to do now you call the play but here's where I want to be able to attack him I want to go after this guy early I want to let everybody know we're going after him and I want to and I want to make sure that we understand this is part of our game plan so look just because you one of the things that gives Kyle and Andy such an advantage is that they just not aren't offensive coaches they know defense like they really understand the defensive adjustments mm-hmm. that need to happen so I think where Kyle has to be very careful is is he can't say, Steve, do this, and then the coach trying to make him happy, and he does too much of that. Okay. He has to kind of balance it out a little bit. And one of the things you have to do against an Andy Reid team is you have to be like a baseball pitcher. You've got to be able to throw fastballs. You've got to be able to have a changeup, and you've got to have a curveball. Yet if you give them too much of the same thing, they're going to beat you. Mm-hmm. And so what I, the strategy is start the game off with different pitches, but then come back to other pitches so they don't get a handle on it. The best defenses in football are one-third man-to-man, one-third zone, one-third man-zone dogs. The worst defenses in football is when you do the same thing all the time because then people get used to it. Mm-hmm. Nolan Ryan used to get hit even though he threw 99 miles an hour. I mean, eventually they hit you. So that's what happens. And I think that's what some of the teams need to do, especially playing a great team like Kansas City. Okay, so you mentioned that we had Frank Caliendo on, that we've had Bruce Arians this week. We also had Herm Edwards, the Golics. Um, Mad Dog Russo was oh, with yeah. us yesterday. So remember... I'm his maitre d' now, by the way. Oh, I'm making oh, reservations yeah. for him. Yeah, I mean, I'll just try to help out any way I can. Well, yeah. we've always talked about needing to have a guy. He's got a guy. It's yeah, you, yeah. and then He's you've got, got a guy inside. i got to have a guy, yeah. <laughs> but um, the great guest list is going to continue today. Uh, we've got Peter King coming up this hour. Of course, Football Morning in America doing great written work for NBC Sports. Chris Sims, speaking of NBC Sports NFL analyst, we chatted with him yesterday, so we'll play that conversation for everybody. And a couple more former NFL players, Tank Williams, 
Williams, who is now a betting analyst, fantasy strategist. He will stop by and the one and only VEASAN's own Mike Pritchard, former NFL wideout, of course, won a national championship at Colorado as well. Um, How are you holding up? You a little nervous yet? Are you, <laughs> it's Wednesday. Are am you I okay? nervous yet? Oh. I, I have been a bundle of nerves, Michael, since about 60 Don't seconds after early, the though, NFC Stormy, championship. You can't peak too early. It's Wednesday. It's only when I mean, well, it feels like we've been here forever. I, I mean, and I'm enjoying it other than the weather. But I mean, you know, you can't peak too early. Well, I told you that as soon as the NFC Championship ended, where the 49ers have the oh, comeback, they rally, they do all these things. And you're like, wow, they, they, what an incredible, they should not have won this game. They do it. You can only celebrate for so long before you recognize that the next opponent is the Kansas City Chiefs. This is very Belichickian of you. The next game is always the most important game. On when you Kansas win a game, City. the next game is the most important. I appreciate that City. out of you. I really do. <laughs> um, but with that, we've got about a minute here before we have to hit the break. But are you surprised that we are still sitting at that two? No movement no, I, this week. I, am not, I think it's going to go to two and a half before the week. I, I think there's going to be 49er money. Like everybody's, everybody we talk to thinks it's an easy Kansas City win, right? They all all think that but I know this from doing VEASAN for five years that the book's not stupid right they're not stupid and they're, they're holding on this number and we see we'll talk about the betting splits in the next block but we see all this money coming in and they're not moving that number yeah. there's something going on here well, I, I don't trust it and that's why we can say all we want that it feels like the wrong team is favored or maybe this should be a pick'em type game it's a coin flip the book's at that number for a reason they did they, so. they, they never make the wrong Correct. team favored like we're not smarter than them let's just put that out there <laughs> We're going to step aside. We're just getting started here from Media Row at Vandalay Bay. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
This is the Lombardi Line, live from Media Row for Super Bowl 58 on VSEN, the sports betting network. There's never been a better time to have skin in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook because right now we have a VSEN exclusive offer for new DraftKings customers. And listen, we hit you with good stuff all the time. But nothing quite like this. You earn a $500 bonus bet for every $1,000 you bet up to $2,500. Don't wait. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our code VSIN, V-S-I-N, when you sign up. And again, that'll earn you a $500 bonus bet for every $1,000 you bet right now up to $2,500. We DraftKings did this special for our VSIN listeners. Yeah, this I is awesome. It. I got to tell my buddy, they're in the Bahamas. They're celebrating. They got the DraftKings app open up there in the Bahamas, which is kind of neat yes and so uh yeah i gotta get them on this one here yeah this isn't just a five dollar anything yeah. right like this is for our dedicated VEASAN listeners make awesome. sure you use that code um really really cool that DraftKings is doing that that for us uh v-s-i-n and let's continue pushing this forward our yep. conversation super bowl 58 because you mentioned the bet splits where things sit right now 67 percent of bet 64 percent of the handle taking that two with the kansas city chiefs and on the money line it is even more 78 percent of bets and 67 percent of the tickets saying that they think Kansas City is getting this thing done, Michael. And I, I was looking at an article up at ESPN.com today where they did like a breakdown of their NFL analysts, writers, commentators, columnists, everybody. Yeah. Okay. So about oh, this ought to be 64 good. total people who weighed in. Okay. The Chiefs were favored by 49 of them. Okay. So 76% of the people at ESPN. I think said I want to go the, the other way then. I, you know, as Walsh once said, you know, if we're all thinking alike, yeah. no one's thinking. So I, I go the other way. Look, I, I think, you know, this is a game where I've done a lot of radio shows here in the last few days. No. But, but I think to <laughs> me, all what, over the place. what I think has happened a lot, Stormy, and we see it in betting is, is there's so much a reaction to the last game. And that article that I wrote about, about the 49ers and about the Chiefs is I think people have forgotten that Buffalo went up and down the field. Now, they didn't make a lot of explosive plays. And if Diggs catches that pass, they might win the game. And, and certainly if they make the field goal, they, went, they could get the game to overtime. But Buffalo had the ball for 37 minutes. They had five drives over 10, 11 plays. Three of those drives had 18 first downs in them. They had great opportunity. They were seven for 14 on third down. They were really good. They, had, they ran 78 plays in the game. Now, I know Kansas City won the game, but it's more of a mm-hmm. an indictment of this, quote unquote, so-called great Buffalo defense that everybody wants to talk about. But Kyle's got to be looking at that game and saying, I'm going to spread you out. I'm going to try to do what Buffalo did. A lot of things that Buffalo did out of 12 personnel, one back, two tight ends. He can do the same thing because Debo kind of plays in that second tight end role like like Kincaid does, you know, and then they still have Kittle who could block. So I think to me, I think a lot of this movement towards Kansas City and what ESPN's written, people are talking about is we remember the chief defense being so good. Nobody remembers that the Bengals moved the ball early in that game mm-hmm. up and down the field on them with Jake Browning at quarterback. When they were trying to come back, they had the lead at halftime. Two teams that have had the lead at halftime. Cincinnati and Buffalo mm-hmm. against this bang, against this chief team. And now they came back and lost. But both of those teams have very good offensive coaches, Zach Taylor at Cincinnati, and Buffalo had the right plan with, with uh, Joe Brady. So I think Kyle can see those two tapes and say, okay, here, what do both of those teams have in common? Both of those teams want to be in some form of 11 personnel. Right? Cincinnati's all three receivers, one tight end. Buffalo's two tight ends with an extension, 
and 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 one and three receivers really because Kincaid's a receiver. Yeah. So that's where I think the game's going to go. And the memory of what happened with Baltimore, which we'll talk about this with Chris Sims, they lost that game on Tuesday, not on Sunday. I think is is kind of weighing in every better's mind. Yeah, because everybody thought that the Ravens were so good and they were betting them for a reason. They yeah. thought top five offense, top five defense. How are you going to be able to slow this team down? And ultimately, we already know how that result came out. From an injury standpoint, just good to note while Jarek McKinnon was, um, you know, taken off of the injured reserve list, he was designated to return. The anticipation is he's not going to play in this game. Same thing with their guard Joe Tooney, who missed last game as well. Um, but let, let's let's shift away from the Super Bowl here. For just a little bit because there is still plenty yeah. of NFL news and notes is coming through. Yesterday in Los Angeles, the Chargers introduced their new GM, Joe Horitz, as well as we found out a little bit more about who the personnel is going to be from a coaching standpoint in LA with Harbaugh hiring his former DC with the Michigan Wolverines and Jesse Minter, as well as Greg Roman, who worked with Jim back with the 49ers from 11 to 14 and, and more recently with his brother in Baltimore. Yeah, and they're they're going to, I think, you know, Roman may get the title as the offensive coordinator, but I think this is going to be more of a collaboration than it is just going to be Roman running this, this offshoot, run and shoot style shotgun formation that he did with Lamar. I think it's going to be knowing Jim, it'll be more under center. It will be someone bad. It's going to be attention to the run game. There's no yeah. question, but they're going to have to expand the passing game with the great Justin Herbert as the quarterback. So I think it's going to be more of a collaborative. Minter did a wonderful job at Michigan. Obviously, he's very similar to Mike McDonald in the sense that he's going to bring that in. Michigan's probably going to hire a pro coach. I, you know, I think they're bringing one in tomorrow to interview to be their defensive coordinator. So that should be interesting. And then, of course, you know, this is all going to come down to how they fit the personnel scheme to the town at the Chargers, but I think Harbaugh is on the right track. It's interesting, his son, his son Jay went up to Seattle to be the offensive coordinator, to excuse me, to be the special teams coordinator. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with, with, with the Chargers, what we know about Jim Harbaugh, whether it be at Michigan or with San Francisco or at Stanford, wherever, I feel like physicality and aggressiveness, yeah. like that was always yeah. a staple, especially with the run game. So no I'm question. curious how much we see that. Oh, you're going to see it. And I think, the you know, Roman and I've been very critical of Greg, you know, is is very good at designing runs. His passing game needs a lot to be desired. And they're going to have to cover that up because you're not going to be able to run one of the areas where Baltimore was not any good was in that run game. But I do think we're going to see a trend shift back to more under center. I really do. Mm -hmm. I think we'll see that. And I think Jim did a lot of that at, at Michigan. And I think he'll do a lot of that at the Chargers because this, this kid can really be dynamic in the right scheme, in the right area. And they're going to win more close games. I mean, let's face it, they didn't because they didn't have the mental or physical toughness. So I'm high on the Chargers. I wonder, what do you think? Just take a guess. What do you think their win total will be next year? Probably, I would assume in the nine and a half range. That's what I thought too. I thought nine and a half. I would bet the over. If it's nine and a half, I would bet the you over. You think the double digit win team, playoff team? He has an instant impact on teams everywhere he goes. You, you, you can't, you know, and I, I mean, do we think the Raiders are going to flip? The Raiders don't have a quarterback. We talk about all the Raiders, all this positivity, be a Raider, all this Antonio Pierce writing letters to the Players' Tribune, mm -hmm. talking about the Raid Away, which we could do a whole documentary on. He has no idea what he's talking about when he's talking about the Raid Away. I lived it. Like, this is not what I know. But that's a whole, that's a day of another subject. Story for another day. Exactly, Stormy. <laughs> but, like, they have no quarterback. Where are they going right. to get a quarterback from? And so, like, uh, you know, and I mean, Kansas City would be good. You know what I found interesting, too, is is when Reed said in his press conference, when asked about, is he coming back? He said, that's for another day. That that didn't sound right to me. Did that sound right to you? That's it is interesting. I, I wonder why he would want to put that off. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. 
You know, I wonder why he would want to do that. So, but let's say he comes back. I think he, I don't know what he would do if he didn't come back, right? I mean, how many more State Farm commercials can he do? <laughs> those those nuggies over there. You know, but how no, many more can like, he do? But I also feel bad that he's having to have that conversation leading up to the but Super something, Bowl. But something, how that got out. Why would it come out? I don't know. I don't. Based, he's a lifer. Even though based, I want to ask Peter King about that. Even based on the way he said that, though, and how ready to go he is for this game, we just know how much that he loves being a yeah. coach. I would find it hard for him to step away, even I if know, they won. And he's had a lot of personal tragedies in his life. He lost a son. He has another son that went through, you know, the accident, and he's now I think he's in jail. And so there's been a lot of that he's gone through, and he's always used coaching as kind of a way to center his life to kind of mm-hmm. get out of that dark area. So. I found it hard to believe, but he didn't say, oh, come on, guys, you know I'm coming back. You know, I thought, I kind of, well, that's for another time. Maybe he's going to, maybe he's going to do what a lot of people do is is ponder it and think about it, which everybody should do after the season. It's a long year. And the Chiefs, like a lot of teams, have played a lot of more, they've had this thing going for an extended period. You don't realize the cumulative effect of having to play and practice and prepare Mm -hmm. the nine months that you do. It's a good problem, but it's a problem. And it's a grind for a coach. And same thing from a player standpoint. And that's why you see Travis Kelsey getting the same questions after all the stuff came out about his brother, Jason. I mean, Travis isn't a spring chicken anymore when it comes to football and how physicality he plays the position at 34 years old either. No. And I mean, look, they've got a good podcast going. There's a there's a lot of interest in both of them to probably, you know, start their own Manning podcast. (laughs) Well, and you know how yesterday we were talking about Patrick Mahomes comments about like being the villain now and all of that stuff. You cannot. I think another added element element of that whole conversation in addition to just the winning is that we can't get away from seeing these people they're on our television on yeah. every commercial whether it be Andy Reid with the Nuggies or Mahomes and Maato and like I mean I don't know how Kelsey had the time to film all this stuff <laughs> I mean you know he got the doubles I even went and got the double shot the flu shot and the, and, the, and the COVID shot like he was he's doing it all I don't know how he had the time to do it all you can't you cannot flip the channel and no, not see him we are in the Kelsey world Absolutely. there's no question yeah we're and just so, living in it and, and you know one thing I think that you we've learned in, in this world is you have to take advantage of it when you're hot. No question. Um, we're going to hit the break here real quickly, but I see Mr. Peter King waiting over here in the wings. Cannot wait to get him on. Talk lots of NFL news and notes as well as he recently did a drive into work with head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, Kyle Shanahan. Very curious to see what his biggest takeaways were from that conversation. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We are just getting started on Radio Row, Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. We'll be right back on the Lombardi line. This is the Lombardi line live from Media Row for Super Bowl 58 on VSEN, the sports betting network. I said, man, you're sick. Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every bite. It's an Omaha Steaks guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash vsin, you'll get four free air chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free rich boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. We are rolling along here. Media Row in Las Vegas at Mandalay Bay. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Bonantoni with you. Special guest, Peter King, NBC Sports Football Morning in America. Stopping by the desk. Appreciate it. So you got in town on Monday over under 30 interviews that you've had to do set up. Where well, we sitting? Well, no. You know, Stormy, <laughs> what I do is I arrange them all in one day. And oh, wow. I did 14 yesterday, plus recorded my podcast and did 
45 minutes with Florio and Sims on the PFT show. And that's all I was going to do. And then, Mike, you or your producer called like last Friday uh -huh. and asked for Wednesday, I think. Today's Wednesday. And I said, <laughs> okay, I could not have squeezed in another. So uh, I, this will be my last. Wow public pronouncement of the week and, and i'm damn glad about it and you're going to disappear and get ready for the game so yeah. you rode with kyle which i always love when reading about when you ride with the coaches and you kind of get to know him what was on his mind on that tuesday morning when you drove because and let me give a little back i, I gotta believe he doesn't think he, that team's played their a game yet right and so like he's driving into work he's got to be thinking when are we going to play better well you know I had 12 topics to talk to Kyle about. I had them in my phone, and I only got to five of them. And we had 80 minutes together. Mm -hmm. And It's an 80-minute commute for him? No, but <laughs> we sat in his parking space for okay. about a half hour. Got it. And, but, but understand something, Mike. This was last Tuesday. He had not uh, done anywhere near his game. He hadn't even finished watching the Baltimore-Kansas City game. Mm -hmm. So he was not in any position to say, oh, here's what I think we have to do. Man, Pacheco's dangerous. Or he, he just didn't know yet. But I think he believes, especially with the fact that, you know, his quarterback is really a cool cucumber, that they're going to play a better 60-minute game in the Super Bowl than they've played in either game so far. Mm. We, we saw up on the screen a moment ago, Ed Werder pointed <laughs> out, you know, all of these other coaching interviews you've done, it's been pretty dark outside yeah. when these coaches are going in. Anything to this, Shanahan, in the daylight? Or was that after the half an hour sitting in the car in the parking lot? No, no, that was on the way there. Here's, here's the thing. I met Kyle at 7 a.m. at his house in southern, uh, what's the, Silicon Valley. And because he had not slept. Wow. He needed to sleep on Monday night. That was the most important thing for him. And so he slept, and I think when I got there at five minutes to seven, and I'm standing outside and his dog is barking, I honestly think I woke him up. <laughs> but, well, you have to celebrate that NFC championship for a moment that you get to. But all of these guys, every one of them, I mean, look, Doug Peterson, it was five in the morning. Sean McVay was 420 in Encino, California. Andy Reid, 307 a.m. Uh, you picked me up at the Intercontinental Hotel in Kansas City. Uh, there's Zach Taylor at the bottom. He's just getting ready to stop at a Starbucks in Cincinnati. And obviously, there's Nick Sirianni last year in Haddonfield, New Jersey. And then there's Kyle in Los, Los Altos, California. But I will just say this. A bunch of people wrote to me and said, man, is Kyle all in? Sleeping that much? And I mean, look at Andy. He was up at 315 or whatever. And Mike, I, I'll just tell you this. When you get to be a per person of a certain age, you wake up during the night because you've got to use the, the restroom. <laughs> and Andy always thought that by the time I get up, I can't go back to sleep anyway because my mind is going a million right, miles right. an hour. And so he said, I need just to go to work. So that's why he goes to work so early. I walked in with Andy that day. And you know what was really cool? Obviously, there's nobody there. Right. And he has, he said, I will have 90 minutes to myself before anybody gets here. 
And he goes, it's the greatest time of the day. Yeah, and, and I saw, I read where you where he journals every day. Yes, and he he's journals amazing. Every, you, know. you know what is amazing? I found out about this because a friend of mine is Mormon. And he goes, that's a big Mormon thing. Oh, really? And I did not ask Andy if it was because he's a Mormon. But he goes, when you're in high school and you're a Mormon, you are told you need to start journaling. And Mike, I have to tell you about this. He pulls the journal. I said, can I see it? He didn't want me to read it, but he showed it to me. Okay. And what was so interesting about that journal, his penmanship is beautiful. <laughs> it is precise. There's no scribble. Andy reads cursive. Uh, it looks like he, it looks like he could teach mm-hmm. uh, penmanship in in school. That, that was pretty amazing. That, that's amazing, and I think you know whether it's Mormon or Jesuit, that that reflection, that time, you kind of yeah. clear your mind, you know, yeah. and you really get a sense of it. You know what? Can I just tell you one other thing, Mike? That I have now sat with Andy Reid for 15 minutes after f- three games this year. The one in Frankfurt. Uh huh against Miami when their offense was awful. The one in Foxborough when they pulled that play out of the 1940s to score a touchdown at the goal line. And obviously the one in Buffalo. And all I can say, I hear these rumors about uh, Andy Reid's going to retire or he might retire. Look, I don't know. Who knows? He might. He might. But I got to tell you something. Sitting with him on that Sunday evening in Buffalo I can just tell you, he was the happiest dude in the world, and he was savoring. He didn't want to leave. Sure. But there was nobody left in the locker room, and he he didn't want to leave. He just wanted to savor that win. I just... I just don't, I don't believe know. I this agree with you. I think retire. he just loves. I think what what we miss a lot of is the coaches like these guys that you all have. The process is better than anything. They love the process, you know, and that's where Mike Vrabel and Belichick, as they leave this year, and not coached, they're going to miss the process. Yeah, you know, and and that's the hard thing. Having been in the NFL and then I leave the NFL. You know, the routine, the process, the the next opponent always is what kind of derails you. And if you don't change how your routine that you have to change your routine to fit to another routine. Yeah, that's going to be the hard thing for Vrabel and for Bill. You got to go somewhere. And I think that's why I'm not sure Andy's ready to say goodbye. You know, it just to me, he loves this routine too much. Can I give you one other note about my ride to Kyle? It's going to really make you unhappy and it's going to make everybody at DraftKings unhappy. I'm using it in my column on Monday. I just didn't, you know, I wrote 3,000 words on the guy. I just didn't have enough room, time, whatever. But Kyle, at one point, goes on this long riff. I cannot believe people gamble in this game. (laughs) I just can't believe it. Because I think that I know more than anybody coming into a game. And most of the time, I'm totally, absolutely 180 degrees wrong. (laughs) And so he goes, I cannot believe all these people gamble on it because what do they know? What do they know? I don't know. You know, it's funny you say that. One of the things I think that have been around Belichick for as long as I have, I think the greatest time of my life, and I have it all in my one note, is the Saturday night meetings with the coaches where he tells the staff how the game is going to go 
and it goes exactly that way. Wow. It goes exactly wow. that He's never, and, I, and you can ask Nick Saban. Nick Saban and I sat together in 1994. We're getting ready to play the Eagles. We're both 6-2, and two, and he went over the game, and Nick and I looked at each other and said, what is he smoking? This is not going to go that way. And it did. And you could talk to anybody, and I wish I wish they would have filmed some of this yeah. for the Hall of Fame because it's it's really, like Kyle said, it's so hard to predict, right? Yeah. You just don't know. it. The ball bounces a different way, but the matchups – the way the matchups go, he was really so good at that. And I think to me, that's that's the mark of a great coach. And like he does, he he admits he don't know. I mean, that's yeah. a great strength right there. Yeah. And Peter, these last couple of minutes, let's go down that road for you. Then, you know, these teams so well, you know, the coaches, you talk to the players. Do you have a feel for what you think might happen just, on Sunday? I just would never pick against Mahomes. Uh, Is that never, simple? The rest of my life, I'll never pick against Mahomes. <laughs> I mean, he might lose. But, and again, I'm glad that I don't gamble. I'm terrible at it. I'm terrible at picking things. But I just have this feeling that, look, I believe Kyle Shanahan when he says Brock Purdy is an absolute rock-solid assassin. I get it. And he is. But never been on this stage before. No, I know. But why is it that he can't get the love that Kurt Warner got? Oh and they both God. had the same journey. Like, how, about, I don't understand how, about Kyle, how about what Kyle said to me about that? He goes, I'm not comparing Brock Purdy to Joe Montana. But what would they be saying today in Joe Montana's second year after being a yeah. low third-round pick? Exactly. Did, what well, yeah, because Joe didn't have any weapons, did he? No, but, but you know, I mean, <laughs> look. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is he yeah. believes that Brock Purdy just does what he tells him to do and he does it very well and he's accurate you yes. don't have this many yards after the catch without yeah. accuracy from the quarterback yeah you know and i know debo's great and i know all that kurt warner had great players tory holt hazakim yeah. you know all these guys and and marshall falk in the backfield right but you know isaac bruce you know and and, and nobody called him a game manager no i just i think it's ridiculous it i hate it i hate it well thank you for stopping yeah, by no appreciate you. It. your final stop Thank you. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> pleased about that. And make sure you check out the, the newest upcoming article, Football Morning in America, NBC Sports, coming soon this week. We'll be right back on the Lombardi Line. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your life sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And 
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is the Lombardi Line, live from Media Row for Super Bowl 58 on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN Super Week rolls on, and if you haven't gotten our VSIN Super Bowl betting guide yet, what are you doing? This year's guide has in depth team breakdowns, our guy Steve Mackinnon, Super Bowl simulation, as well as player predictions, plus favorite prop bets, picks, best bets from all of our VSIN hosts and guests, including how legendary sports broadcaster Brent Musburger is betting the big game. To get the guide and all that VSIN has to offer, become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. VSIN.com slash pro. We are back here at the Mandalay Bay, live from Media row and joining us on set now in person yes, finally, finally tank williams former nfl safety linebacker spent time with the titans and vikings of course a former first team all-american as well with stanford thank you so much for hanging out with us yeah thanks for having me excited to talk some ball with you good to have you yes good and, to have you tank. and now of course you're turning your on-field production into mm-hmm. the betting world the yep. fantasy space how have you enjoyed Isaiah Pacheco and so him set at 66 and a half seems like an easy prop to go over as well you know something about you mentioning mentioning Christian McCaffrey first though I'm feeling a Stanford connection yeah, there like a a, come on homer. be honest be yeah. honest but that's the thing I don't let my homerism jade what the <laughs> stats and everything tells me and what the matchup tells me because when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs look at Josh Allen Ty Johnson James Cook. They were running through the Kansas City Chiefs defense like they drank the water down to Mexico. No, they did. Mm. I don't know why Baltimore got away from the run. Like, I feel well, they like didn't it, even try to run. They yeah, didn't get away like, from it. They never even tried it. You know it. what I think it was, too? It's something psychological. When they deferred and Baltimore went three and out and Kansas City drove right down the field and scored, even though Baltimore responded, KC went right back down the field and scored. And I think psychologically, the offensive coordinator was like, yo, we have to throw the ball a lot to try to keep up with this Chiefs offense. And they just got out of that game plan. Yeah, they really they did. They just run the ball. They lost the game. Success. They lost the game on Tuesday in that game. They didn't lose yeah. it on Sunday. They lost it on Tuesday. But I, I don't think you're going to see that with Kyle. I do think, though, what, what you know, having been a Stanford, been around this West Coast, the script is going to be so damn important to kind of handle and how they react to that. I think that's going to be something that I, I, I think. And you, you talk a lot about the key to the defense is the sack area. And you've got some props you like on the sack for element, too, right? Uh, I think as far as the defense is concerned, I mean, I'm really interested in maybe Brock Purdy interceptions or turnovers. Oh, okay. Because okay. I think that Spags is going to change it up. He's going to show him one thing and then roll another. And even though Brock Purdy has played exceptionally well this entire season, you've noticed late in the season, 
teams have been able to confuse him, and he's had a couple of those where it probably should have been intercepted, where either yeah. the wide receiver broke it up or it bounces off a defensive back's face mask and ends up in Brandon Ayuk's hands. What a play I think that the was. Kansas City Chiefs will probably take advantage of one or two of those plays, and that could be the difference in the game. Yeah, he has had a number of the turnover-worthy plays, right? right? That stat that we use sometimes in those advanced analytics. But with, with Purdy, I wonder, too, because you talk about the stage and it being so much bigger, if maybe it takes him a little while to settle in, and then do we see that second half Purdy like we've seen the last couple of weeks. Uh, Michael, you too, like how long do you think it'll take for Purdy to to settle in and not let the moment be too big or will it be early? No, I, I don't think the moment's ever, this kid's played too many games in his life, right? And I mean, look, he's played in the conference championship game, a divisional round. I, I think a lot of it's going to be what Kyle gives him in his tool belt at the line of scrimmage early in the game. And when he spreads him out and he forces Spagnola to declare what he wants to do, I think there'll be some indicators to help Brock Purdy. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's going to be the key to the game is how Kyle sets it up to make it a lot more comfortable for Purdy in a pre-snap look, you know, where he feels like he's protected, where he feels like this is where I need to go with the football. And Kyle does a really good job of that. So I, I think that comfort is going to allow him. But this is a kid that's, you know, look, we, we've all had Rich Gannon was the MVP of the league, went to the Super Bowl through with two interceptions. I mean, sometimes the overwhelming part gets you, but it isn't because you can't handle it. Yeah. At the end of the day, this game comes down to what in your eyes? To me, I think from the San Francisco 49ers perspective, they have to protect the football. They can't have any turnovers. And I think what you were talking about as far as Brock Purdy not the moment not being too big for him, I think Kyle's going to set him up with a lot of run plays and then give him some easy throws early on, whether it's crack screens, the Debo Samuel, quick throws, the Brandon Ayuk, the George Kittle, the Christian McCaffrey. Warm him up that way, get the running game going, and then you can hit those shots in the middle of zone defense or take your shots in man coverage when Kansas City presents that. I think you hit the nail on the head, though. I think the Buffalo game plan, what Buffalo did, spreading him out, where Cook was running really well, you know, and, and Josh Allen, you know, he converts that third down what they had to go for it on fourth down on the first drive of the game but I think there was something there where when you spread them out a little bit when you do when you create that they now have to declare they've got to go but when you pack it in it becomes harder for the quarterback to read who's the mic who's the will who's coming who's not and I think you're seeing that now you know and then it also opens up to get the ball outside to the perimeter in the run which is really those bubbles outside the Debo and all that which Kyle does a great job of makes it hard especially if he feels pressure coming from a side and I think Purdy flashed with his legs in that last oh, game yeah. as well. I mean, and I think if he uses his legs, that will suck the linebackers up a little bit more, and then he's able to hit those pocket throws on the digs and well, it like makes it, it, When a quarterback runs like he does off of passes, it makes Spagnola have to reduce his call sheet because he doesn't want to play cover five, two deep man under. He really doesn't want to have everybody's back to him because he doesn't want to give up a long run. And now he's got a spy, which he really doesn't want to do because it's one less rusher. Right. Yeah, Brock Purdy's rushing prop set at 12 and a half yards where things are sitting right now. The rush attempts at over or under three and a half. I told Michael earlier this week, I like the attempts over three yeah. and a half. I think that he should be able to get four. He's had five and six each of the last two playoff games so far. I think he goes over 12 and a half as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do too. Well, what about what about Patrick Mahomes and, and him using his legs? Each of the last three Super Bowls that he's been in, he's gotten over 29 yards rushing. He uses his legs at times. He has to scramble. Do you think that he gets over the, I think it's 25 and a half right now? I wouldn't be surprised if he got over that. But when I look at his passing yard prop at 260, I think he easily gets over that number. I mean, they had some other sluggish games where they played against the Miami Dolphins in that cold weather. He had 261, I believe. 
And I think from the perspective of what that matchup presents from the San Francisco 49ers, they really haven't been able to generate a rush on the quarterback. Ugh. And they've been known to Don't give up splash me, plays even when they had a rush in years prior. So now that they can't get after the quarterback, and in the, in the way that the Chiefs are set up, look, early in the regular season, Trey McBride got off of the Arizona Cardinals. I think Travis Kelsey is a better tight end than Trey McBride. Right. You saw in the last game, Sam Laporta and Amon Ross St. Brown had nice, decent yardage and catches. We know Rasheed Rice has become a bona fide number one wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs right now. So if you're going to run the ball effectively with Pacheco, you have to take away Kelsey with maybe two players. So that means that Pacheco is going to have his way with them and Rasheed Rice to get one-on-one coverage. I think Patrick Mahomes feels really good about that. And then picking his spots with guys like MVS and some okay. of these other guys down the stretch to make one or two plays for me in this game. Who's your MVP in the game? I think the Chiefs win, so I think it's Patrick Mahomes. Got it. Can anyone else win? That's the question I, I feel like from, I'm asking everybody right now. Can someone else from win? From the San Francisco 49ers perspective, the MVP would be Christian McCaffrey if they win the game because I believe he's going to be the one that sets the trend for that offense. Brock Purdy will be able to make plays, but it'll be based on Christian McCaffrey's success in the run and pass. But, but for Kansas City, if they win, is it only is Mahomes the only option? I mean, if Travis Kelsey goes out there and has like over 100 yards receiving and multiple touchdowns and makes some you know, crazy plays in the end zone. I, I can see him winning the MVP just like Cooper Cup. Like OBJ was on his way to winning the MVP before he got hurt in that Super game, Super Bowl game a few years ago. So I can see a skilled player winning it, but if Mahomes got there and plays phenomenal ball, it's hard not to give it to him. Yeah, especially when, you know, the quarterback's converting the key third downs and winning the game late right. in the game. It's kind of hard. It's, Kelsey's a byproduct of what the quarterback does, so it's always kind of challenging. And I mean, Cooper Cup was great in that game, and he made the plays that they had to make, especially at the end of the game where he got the touchdown, where he got the, you know, the they got that, you know, really, let's let's be honest. That was a false start on the Rams. It should have never happened. But, you know, it's another story for another day, right? Yeah. Okay, so when it comes to the Chiefs and, like, betting this game, and, of course, you can catch Tank on live on the line with Bally Sports as well, doing a great job with that whole crew. When it comes to the game, you say you like the Chiefs to win. Are you betting them just taking the plus two to feel the safer option? You taking the money line? What's your approach from the actual game standpoint? I would probably hit with an SGP. I mean, I like mm. kind of doing like that, the hedge a little bit. Yeah. So, uh the thing is, is like, I think that they should go over the 47 points. So I could probably take that down and then hammer the over. And I already told you some of the props that I really like. Chris McCaffrey over his rush yards. I like over Isaiah Pacheco's yards. I like Patrick Mahomes. Um, I like his passing yards. We already talked about Brock Purdy's rushing yardage. I mean, so I think there are a lot of plays that you can combine with that to get plus yardage and not have to pick who's going to win the game, whether it's Patrick Mahomes. Brock Purdy. Well, we appreciate you, Tank. Thanks for coming by. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks How much me. has Brad yelled at you, by the way, on Live on the Line? Brad always yells. <laughs> just, <laughs> all the just time. curious. Hopefully throwing the money gun a number of times as well. Um, great stuff, as always. You are awesome. Tank Williams, again, Live on the Line, doing great work transitioning from being a player on the field to using that expertise in the betting and fantasy world. We're going to hit the break, resetting with Hour 2 on VEASAN and DraftKings Network when we return. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex 
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 